Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hey, welcome to Boston Balls. I'm Pat Caputo, along with, uh, I call him the wingman. He's the wingman for every podcast. That's Evan <laughs> Jenkins, the webmaster uh, here at 97-1, the ticket. And uh, Evan, uh, the Red Wings are off to a, a, a absolutely wonderful start. And they got Patrick Kane now. Uh, but this uh, podcast is about drafts, prospects, and the future. And I think the one thing that's really good uh, in addition to uh, most of the players, in fact, virtually all the players that Iserman has acquired, veteran presence, their minor league system continues to develop and develop pretty well. So this is kind of, hey, you know, where are they at that way at, after we've had a pretty good chunk of the season? Uh, the first thing I, I would address is who's going to help them this year? If there's somebody that could come up this year and help them, out of their minor league system. Uh, I would say that right now, Simon Edvinson, who was their first round draft pick a couple years ago, uh, big six foot six defenseman, he would help him if he came up. Uh, Simon Edvinson, and I've watched several of the Grand Rapids games, uh, is you know definitely ready for the NHL right now. He he could you could pop him in, he could be on your power play, he could play regular shift. Uh, he is uh, it, developing very nicely. Uh, Steve Eiserman in the past uh, has basically put some players in the minor leagues and said, hey, I'm just going to leave them there and let them develop, and then the next year uh, work at it. And that's probably where he is with Edvinson, I would assume, uh, simply because he's got a pretty deep decor and with a lot of veteran guys. But if there's a rash of injuries or something, uh, Simon Edmondson definitely uh, can play in the league right now. Uh, he's scoring uh, at a pretty good pace. Uh, he's got like, I don't know, it's not a point of game, but it's uh, like three quarters of a point of game. Uh, it gets a lot of power play time, gets a lot of ice time. And all the little things that defensemen do in the NHL that they have to refine, he does. He's a lot smarter with the puck. Uh, he plays somewhat physically, defensively. He's played well. Uh, his plus player, and he's doing very well. So that's that's a player you may see this year, and that's a player that may have some impact. Uh, the other part that uh, is important here is the World Junior Championships are coming up. Ooh. And the Red, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, it's what you like. Well. Uh, I got to give credit. Will Birchfield watches it like me. You know, remember that one day we came in and was like, hey, we got to get the TV on. And it was some USA Sweden game. And people were looking at us like we were and we're watching it like the Lions are in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I was one of those uh, people looking at you like, what's going on right now? <laughs> rushing in. Did I miss anything? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but the Red Wings, there are three players uh, that uh, to look for in that. Uh, one is the goaltender for Michigan State. Michigan State uh, is leading the Big Ten right now in hockey. Uh, they held their own over the weekend uh, against Minnesota. Even though they lost, 
uh, the last game, and they've done well. They're atop the standings in the Big Ten. Uh, one of the reasons is Trey Augustine, uh, the goalie that was taken in the second round by the Red Wings last year. Uh, his upside is extraordinary. Uh, he has a chance to be a great goalie. And uh, Kosa has held his own in Grand Rapids. The save percentage is over 90%. So between the two of them, Sebastian Kosa and Trey Augustine, there's a high probability that the Red Wings will have an established goaltender with the possibility of maybe a star in the future. But Augustine, uh, he played on the World Junior Team last year, uh, came to them from the uh, Michigan State from the U.S. Developmental Program. Uh, he's really, really good, and it'll be interesting to see how he does. Uh, Nate Danielson, uh, the Red Wings' first pick, seventh overall. Uh, he, uh, uh, I think it was ninth overall, was uh, in the uh, uh, playing for Brandon. He got off to kind of a slow start uh, out in the Western Hockey League, but now he's up to a point a game. Uh, he's played better lately. His plus-minus is good, too. He's uh, a plus player, plus four. Watched him some. Uh, his team's a little bit better this year. Uh, got off to kind of a slow start after playing so well for the Red Wings in the preseason. And then going back to junior hockey uh, was a little bit different. But he is on the Canadian roster on the World Juniors team. And it'll be interesting to see if he makes it into the regular rotation. You know, they still could have some cuts before that. But uh, that'll be a big tournament for his development and a chance for everybody to see him. And uh, Axtell uh, Sadine Palaka was taken 17th overall uh, by the Red Wings in the first round. He has had having an outstanding season uh, in Sweden. Uh, he is, uh, he's got eight goals, uh, which is a high number. He hasn't had as many assists. He's got a little bit of a Cy Young number there, eight and four. But that's what they call it, you know, Cy Young numbers when you have more goals <laughs> than a stiff. So, but uh, he moves the puck exceptionally well. And, uh, uh, Evan, I, I think he's a, a top-end prospect. And I think a lot of people do. The Hockey News came out, you know, with its rankings of players under 21. Augustine was on that list. Palaka should have been. Danielson obviously held his own. But uh, those are three players that are uh, developing very nicely. And uh, you'll get a chance to see uh, Sadeen Palaka uh, play in the World Juniors. And he, he should be one of their, you know, uh, go-to guys. He's a little older. Sweden, they, they don't even play the younger players. They always play the older players at those levels. Uh, and the, but this kid will, you know, he's going to get a lot of ice time. And if, if Sweden, which is always does well in international tournaments because there's so much talent there, uh, it'll, it'll be important. What is the age limit for that world juniors? Like what, what is the cap at? Uh, it's 20. Okay. 20 or under. So you got a lot of, say that those are the old guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's uh, it's called the World's Under Twenty. They have an eighteen okay. uh, tournament too, and they got a lot of cool tournaments. But this is the big one, you know. In Canada, it's almost like the NCAA tournament. If Canada doesn't win, they go into uh, uh, some kind of uh, I don't know uh, funk. They're just very upset about it. And it's nothing like seeing the American flag raising up there. By the way, the Red Wings, forty-three percent of their team. You know where they come from. I'm going to guess North America since you just asked that. United States. Oh, really? Yeah. The Red Wings have more players from the U.S. 
than any other country. Is that unique yeah. for for Steve Eiserman? Isn't he usually a favoritism towards Canadian guys? No, he doesn't play that game. Steve Eiserman okay. would he would take uh, you know uh, anybody anywhere anytime, and he's proven that. And his drafts have shown that too. I mean, it's not about you know where uh, the players come from. He doesn't have any uh, of that. They're they're actually rosters pretty balanced that way. Okay. Uh, but they have a lot of players from just here in the state of Michigan, which tells you that uh, because hockey's so strong in this state, there are so many great players from the state that if you sign a few of those players, it can augment your roster a great deal. I mean, Larkin really wants to play here, right? That's why he signed long term. Yeah. Brinkett really wanted to play here. That's why he's here. Uh, Jeff Petrie has always, you know, wanted to come back and play for the Red Wings and. Now he gets gets an opportunity. Comfort went to Michigan, uh, where he played, and even though he's from an Illinois kid, you know he wanted to to come here. So uh, they've got a lot of players uh, that are from this state, and uh, that's I think it helps them a little more than some of the other sports around here when it comes down to procuring free agents. It's also because it's a border uh, uh, city with Canada. Uh, I think that's something that also helps them. Doesn't help them so much with uh, players from the, uh, you know, other parts of the USA, maybe the East Coast or, uh, sure. you know, in the Minnesota, uh, Wisconsin uh, belt. But it, it definitely helps them in, in a lot of ways. And the fact that that U.S. developmental program is right here, yeah, these players have been here, and uh, they really like uh, that aspect, and that's helped them. Um, other things we're looking at. Uh, uh, the Grand Rapids, uh, look, they've got a lot of younger players down there who are getting considerable amount of ice time. Uh, they're not lighting up the score sheet. Uh, sometimes they're getting batted around. Uh, Marco Casper, who was taken eighth overall uh, in the a recent draft, he's getting a regular shift down there. He's not putting up a lot of points, uh, but he's playing hard. And sometimes the physicality, I think, of the league is more than what it was in Sweden. And uh, there's less ice space because they have the bigger re- rinks in Sweden. But, uh, he, you know, it's not like he's done or he's not going to do anything. He's adjusting to it. I think Cross Hannes has some upside. Uh, he has uh, done some good things uh, when I've watched. He doesn't seem to be overwhelmed by the level. But again, he hasn't lit up the, uh, the 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 scoring sheet. He's got some goals, and when he has some goals, they're they're pretty nice. Uh, Carter Mazer has been back from injury, and he's played very well there. Uh, he's put some points up, a lot of penalty minutes. Uh, third round pick uh, was one of the top college hockey players in the country from Denver, where they won the national championship, not this past year, but the year before. Uh, he's a tough kid. And he's doing pretty well down there. And he's another player that if they have some issues, they could pop him into the NHL and he would uh, do reasonably well, I think. And he, you know, he'll get an opportunity, I think, at some point if there's some injuries. Uh, he's older uh, in the college experience, but he's, he's pretty darn good. Then you got others like uh, Amadeus Lombardi. Uh, look, man, he's a small kid. Who's out kicked the coverage as a fourth round draft pick already? Uh, he every once in a while you'll see some flashes from him where there's some brilliance, but not close to the NHL yet. 
but doing reasonably well at Grand Rapids. Uh, and also, uh, somebody like William Wallander gets a regular shift, and he's doing okay. Uh, the big defenseman from Sweden uh, that they took uh, a couple years ago, late in the first round, uh, with an extra pick, either late in the first round or early second. I'd have to look at that. It's like 30th overall, something along those lines. Played very well in Sweden. He's come over here. And there's an adjustment period. The forecheck is very intense over here. And the AHL is a, a, a really good league. So uh, he's making that adjustment, and he's done reasonably well. But uh, it, it, the point here is, Evan, uh, as good as it's going at the big level, uh, it's uh, going better, uh, going as well or uh, as expected. Uh, with their prospects. Uh, they're all basically on track, most of their main prospects. There hasn't been, I think this year, uh, some disappointment, you know, somebody that's supposed to be something and they're not. Uh, and uh, particularly those three players uh, that'll be at the World Juniors, uh, Danielson, uh, uh, Sundin, uh, Palaka, and uh, uh, Augustine are going to be uh, really interesting to watch, and that's something that's coming up at the end of the month. I know you'll be tuned to it. Evan. Absolutely. Is there anybody that maybe wasn't expected to perform at a high level that maybe is outperforming expectations? I haven't seen that. I've seen, okay. you know, there isn't like somebody that uh, you look at and you say, wow, this guy's uh, doing something that he shouldn't be doing. Uh, pretty much everybody's doing about what is expected. There hasn't been some late pick or, you know, uh, that's just come off the charts like right. we had last year with Armadeus uh, Lombardi. Uh, you know, they drafted him in the fourth round, and then he went off uh, playing for Flint and, uh, you know, got himself an NHL contract uh, sooner than anybody could have anticipated. I don't see that. And nobody's like, uh, you know, like totally out kicking the coverage. If anybody's doing that, it's uh, 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 Sadine Palaka. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I, I said this at the time of the draft, and, and I've said it since. And if they had taken Danielson where Palaka was taken and Palaka where Danielson was taken, it would have made more sense to me. Uh, because uh, Sandin Palaka is really, really good. But I anticipated that. Uh, I'm not surprised by it. But if you were to look at the draft, you know, how, you know, where he ended up being taken 17th overall, you could make a case that he's out kicking the coverage. But I wasn't the only one that thought he was really good. I mean, a lot of, there were a few of the draft gurus, you know, that put him up there high. He was a bit of a late bloomer. You know, he wasn't a kid that showed at 16 what he's showing now, that type of thing. But he's a, he's about 5'11", something like that. So he doesn't fit into the big trees. You know how they've got all these big trees, Edmondson, yeah. and, uh, you know, just big, big players. Sire's uh, a big dude. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, some of their other pro like Tamitu and William, these guys that I didn't even mention, but they're huge defenseman and that's what Eisenman's basically his defense is going to be a bunch of big trees back there eventually this is the puck mover this is a guy who can take it right out of the end and he can skate around some things to get you out of trouble and he'll have some he, excellent power play skills so he's uh he's out he's I think he has a chance to be an outstanding NHL player 
of all the players that they have down there, uh, with all due respect to Danielson, who did so well in the, the preseason, uh, to Augustine, who's got an upside as a goalie, same with Kosa, and obviously Edvinson. Uh, I, it wouldn't surprise me if Sadin uh, Palaka ends up being the, the best of those players. He's that good, I think. Now, at the beginning, you mentioned how Patrick Kane's debut was Thursday evening. Does his addition, does that block any of the young guys from coming up? No. That's, I think, one of the reasons that he did that, Steve Eiserman. Uh, the only thing they have to lose with Kane is is money. It's $2.7 million. It's not my $2.7 million. It's theirs. And it also takes away maybe some of their flexibility uh, later in the year to acquire a player. Okay. Uh, because they took away some of that cap space that they had that other teams didn't have. Uh, it's a calculated risk, uh, but in a certain sense, it's uh, – Low risk, high reward that way. And no, there isn't a, 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 a standout winger that they're blocking from being on their team. Uh, their best uh, forward uh, in, in uh, uh, Grand Rapids, that's a prospect. You know, they got Hiroshi and some other players that are veteran players that they would have called up ahead of those prospects anyway. Uh, but their best uh, players are the ones that I, I mentioned there. Lombardi's not ready for the NHL. Uh, Casper's not ready for the NHL, and he's a center. And uh, Cross Hannes isn't ready for the NHL, although he, he kind of has got a little uh, kind of a, a poor man's Patrick Kane look about him. And, he's got a uh, cool name. Yeah, Cross Hannes <laughs> uh, from Texas. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. There you go. There's a guy. Really? Yeah. He's wow. He's like the kid in the Mighty Ducks. Who yeah. Well, they got a bunch of – that's the way the NHL is now. You'd be surprised where some of these kids are from in the United States. None of those guys are ready for the NHL uh, right now. None of them. Uh, so it would be like a minor league veteran type of guy that they would bring up uh, to replace one of their forwards if they were injured. Kai has kind of a – it might be a silly question to you, but I, I've just wondered this. Like – in the NBA, like if your point guard goes down, you can move over a shooting guard. In the NFL, we've seen it with the Detroit Lions. If your guard goes down, you can put a tackle or vice versa. In the NHL, if a winger were to go down, could one of these young centers move over to that? Yes. Okay. Uh, centers can move to wing okay. in a lot of instances. It's a lot harder to have somebody who's been a winger and move them to center. But hockey is like – like the best baseball players, when they're growing up, they play shortstop. Right. All right. And uh, in hockey, the best forwards play center. So most players have been used to playing center, and then they get bumped over to wing. Uh, it's a little harder to transition from wing, a traditional winger, to center. Okay. All right. So uh, that's uh, where it goes. It's what you don't see often. It happens once in a while, 
is it's really difficult if you got defensemen that go down. You you don't move a defenseman to forward or forward back to defense. Okay. Because the skill set is so uh, different at that level. It, it happens rarely. Uh, Scotty Bowman, I think, wanted to teach Sergey Fedorov a lesson and put him back on D for a couple of weeks. And, you know, he was Sergey Fedorov. He actually did okay back there. But uh, for the most part, it's just something you don't see from that standpoint. But, uh, yeah, centers, you know, you'll see a list of team. Uh, if you look at the roster, and it'll be like a, a ton of centers, and a lot of them end up playing wing. Like Michael Rasmussen would be an example of it. You know, a bigger guy, he's got some skill. He was a center growing up. But a lot of times you'll see him on the wing. Do you think this team, because you asked me this question, I don't know if it was the last episode about the Red Wings or two ago. You asked me what my expectations were for the Red Wings, like just being an outsider looking in. And I said I kind of expect them to make the playoffs just from what we've seen. Are they ahead of schedule in that stance, both in their minor leagues and the big club? Not in the minor leagues. Uh, Eisenman's drafted extraordinarily well, and it takes time to develop. The big club, yeah, a little bit. Okay. You know, I mean, uh, it just shows you, though, how difficult their division is. Yeah. You know, they win an inordinate amount of uh, 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 wins, uh, and, uh, you know, they're not in first place. Sure. So, uh, it, you know, it's like Florida's really good. Uh, Boston's, even though the Red Wings have beaten them, they've got this incredible record again. And they're only like two games or two points up on like the team that's in the wild card spot. So, you know, hockey, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's done purposely for parity. They have uh, two points for a win, one point for an overtime loss, and it makes it real difficult to get separation. Gotcha. But I, I think they're scoring more than I thought they would. I mean, they're putting up a lot of goals. I think I heard today they lead the league in goals scored, right? Yeah, and their power play is really good. And they've got uh, – and this is where you got to give Eisenman credit – a lot of depth. They score throughout their lineup. And, uh, uh, you know, and it, it's something that, uh, you know, bodes well for them. I, I wonder about their goaltending, but Alex Lyon could be somebody – uh, that does some really good things for them in that area. Uh, that was a good signing. Uh, I've always said this, Eisenman has a good feel for goalies. And that, he played very well for the Panthers last year in some key games. That could be a development for him. But uh, you look quietly, Moritz Seider is just coming on like gangbusters, man. You know, he, he is really playing well. Obviously, Dabrinkit's had an effect on the team that's been good. Uh, Larkin uh, scoring a point a game. You know, and uh, being very responsible defensively, uh, they've gotten, uh, you know, it's played well for them is JT Comfer. You know, that was the one signing that had people kind of going, well, they're paying him a little too much. Uh, for which He's played very well for them and has been very consistent. And he's a guy that can move from center to winger okay. very easily. He's got great versatility. So there's a lot of things about that team. They're deep on deep. They've got these veteran guys like Sherratt and Petrie who they are able to move in and out of the lineup and keep them fresh and uh, do some rotational things defensively. So uh, they're a pretty good team. You know, you, you know uh, they're a pretty good team. You know, people say, well, they don't have the big superstar. 
like uh, some other teams. I think you're underestimating what Larkin is. I think there's a little bit of Jonathan Taze in him where he may not be like the guy that lights up the score sheet but plays so well. And Debrinkit, you know, gives them some offense. Players like Piranha pop into goals, you know. Uh, they, they've got a – Robbie Fabry, you know, has scored. Yeah. And, it's, and there's an aspect to him where it's like a different person. It'll be somebody who hasn't scored for a while, and then they'll have a game. It might be like Rasmussen the other day. Or it might be uh, Joe Valeno, who's an underrated player. Those two players from the previous regime have developed nicely and found niches. So they're not overwhelmed anymore uh, that way. And, you know, Costin and Christian Fisher and some of these other guys, you know, they give them some size, a little bit of uh, nastiness that they were lacking. So uh, they, Eisenman did an outstanding job during the offseason. So, Remember the summer when all these people were saying all these things about the, you know, I mean, it was, it kind of became a buzz. You would have thought uh, Eisenman was Troy Weaver. Oh, yeah. That's you why know, I, I asked mean, you the question because of the playoff thing. And, you know, it's like, right. uh, he was getting heavily criticized. I mean, it was like, you know, no, look, I got nothing against anybody. Station people have their opinion. But, you know, for people who follow hockey, it was kind of like, really? You know, I mean, you know. Oh, he has to make the playoffs this year, doesn't he? It's like, well, you know, there's a lot of circumstances. The guy inherited a total mess. Yeah. But I think the Red Wings are in pretty good shape. And it, it, if they don't make the playoffs and something goes south, Evan, they're in pretty good shape for the future. You know, this isn't like something that's one year and, and that's that's it. You know, it's a little bit like what the uh, the Lions are doing. I mean, hockey and football are so different. But if the Lions fade, they're still in pretty good shape for the future. Yeah. Which is different than what, you know, in the past it was like, well, you better win now, you know. Ooh, uh, so who's the better team in Detroit right now, Pat? Well, I think it's the Lions. I mean, Lions okay. are nine and three, man. Lions, I know. I know. Yeah. I just wanted Lions to ask good. the question. Lions are good. You know, we, we've yeah. never really sat in this position and said these words together. The Lions no, are good. No, we haven't. Lions <laughs> are good, you know. So uh, I think the Lions – yeah, but the Lions here. Here's the expectation for the Lions that they get into the playoffs or and win a win a game, right? Yep, that's what it is. You know, they win their division, get a home game, and win it against some half-ass NFC team, and then everything else from that is gravy because they're probably not sure. as good as the Cowboys, 49ers, and Eagles. For the Red Wings, uh, there's a lot more competition. They get into a first-round series. Say they do make the playoffs. The team they're playing is going to be really, really good. It's not going to be the hockey equivalent of the Falcons or something. Sure. So that's the difference. I mean, they got a much, much, much tougher grind than the Red Wings or the uh, Lions. And the next summer, the Tigers are going to be contenders. But partly that's because they're in a bad division. Yes. So, but anyway, I know you love the Tigers. I know you love them. Love them. So uh, anyway, uh, enjoyed the conversation like always. And please, you know, uh, subscribe to us, iTunes Store, app, uh, Google Play Store, odyssey.com, download it. Uh, gosh, you know, we appreciate all the, uh, uh, the different thing. And I think it's doing pretty well. People seem to like it. We get into it. really do, Pat. You get sometimes the, get people going, but that's, that's what we're here to do. That's what we're here to do. And uh, look, it's it's some things I can't talk about in such detail, 
you know, on, on the show, you know, yeah. uh, so great outlet. It's a great outlet for it. And uh, check out my columns, too. Uh, uh, they're posted. Pat Caputo 98 on Twitter. The King of the KFC uh, on Twitter. That's Evan's account. Mm-hmm. And also uh, the Facebook pages uh, of all three of uh, three different things. Station, myself, and Evan. Yep. Check out all that stuff. Uh, we appreciate you very much. And, and thanks for listening. Until next time. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 